0: Hi, I'm James Schilling Law. I'm here at the Shore Club in Turks and Caicos, and I'm here with the guy who developed this wonderful resort as well as a number of others here in Turks and Caicos. It's Stan Hartling, who uh, who is the CEO of Hartling Group. And we're gonna talk to Stan about um, the resorts here, about how they handled COVID, and a whole lot more on Insider Travel Report. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the hartling group and what it what it was when did you start it yeah we started in 1995 in turks and caicos
1: and i can tell you it was a very different turks and caicos that we arrived to Uh, I arrived to and uh, you know I tried to get it out of my mind I came down for a strange reason an offshore tax seminar of all things and I just couldn't get it out of my mind I I always rely on gut feel I kept going back coming back to the island going and and uh, the second or third visit we ended up buying the land for the first resort and I just got sucked in right That that sucked in I got in the vortex you know I was Canadian so I was just glad to be warm
0: (laughs) Now, what is your background, actually?
1: You know, I'm a Heinz 57. I, I've been a musician. I've been an art student. I became an, a, an accounting major and then into a property developer. So there's a whole lot of people running around. <laughs> in that That's little. a good thing. No, a little Renaissance oh, man, right? Left brain, right brain. But yeah, I mean, literally a very diverse background. But ultimately, the property development was something that I've wanted to do since I can even think of. You know, I just love the physical creation side of that. It's 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 literally a high for me. I love it.
0: Now, when did you first start building your resorts, and where, because you have two now uh, on Grace Bay and one here on, on Long Bay then? Correct, correct. So, so Long Beach, I don't remember.
1: Long yeah, Long Bay okay. Beach. So, uh, look, you know, we started experimenting with this concept here, uh, being, uh, boutique hotel size but also a condo hotel Mm -hmm. and but taking it at a very serious level and what i'm proud of and what we've done is that we've really done a progression it's been a real if you look at project one project two project three there's refinements and confidence that come into each of those products and and i and it shows we we are probably a little unique in that industry in that we design these to be resorts Mm -hmm. and then we flip backwards and say how do we sell the real estate within them
0: yeah, it does seem to be a, a big model here Not that it isn't a model at all in hospitality Of yeah. having condos and and, and and then turning them into resorts Or vice versa yeah. Every hotel is built with the idea of having some condos And then of course you can rent them out right. uh, when, the, when the owners are not there But Turks, Turks and Caicos in particular Seems to follow that model You know, and it's very clear
1: why uh, This is a very expensive destination to operate it's, it's sort of its best friend and its worst enemy It, it becomes a filter in a way Because we could never get inundated with low-end product because it just the math won't work but the math also is very hard from an institutional investor standpoint because it is so expensive and to build and to operate in that if you do that the hotel probably the day that you open it isn't worth what you know cash flow wise it's not going to value up to what it costs to build so the condo hotel model has been a perfect balance for that where some of the capital comes back Somebody owns the room; they're happy to do that. It's a great investment; they can exit in and out, mm-hmm. and makes the hotel numbers work. And so it's been—it's really the dominant model in Turks and Caicos to date.
0: Yeah, I noticed that, and I've been down here a few times now. The—you um, have the three; you have the Sands, your first one; you have the Palms, your second, and now here we're at the Shore Club, which is the newest. that was uh, built, I believe, in tw- 2017, right? Yeah, correct. We opened in, in 17. Uh, how has the progression been? It, what have you tried to do with each new resort? What's your your strategy? You been?
1: You know, I think uh, a real focus on the back of house, uh, uh, number one. I mean, we have underground tunnels in this resort. I that saw
0: that. Yeah, Karen showed me that. I was that like, that. You, how
1: do you have underground tunnels on an island, but you yeah, do it? We do. We actually built the site up five feet to do it. And uh, that you can go anywhere in this resort underground on a golf cart. And the idea being that, you know, we don't want to see things moving around above ground. We don't want to see maids carts and that kind of thing. So it's a commitment to the long-term strategy. I think that has been the big progression for us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Sands is a beautiful, you know, sort of three and a half, four-star property, wonderful, but, you know, it was the first in a learning curve, and then the Palms was a progression of that, and this was really full out. I mean, I think you'd be hard-pressed, no matter which type of resort you're looking at, to see something that has the amenities and the back-of-house operational commitments that we put into this property.
0: And you also decided to put this one on Long 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 Bay Beach, as opposed to Greats Bay, right? Correct, and very deliberately, uh, I think that, you know, we, We see
1: there'll be some changes in the market positioning of Grace Bay I think over time and uh, a little more focus on density and this was very deliberate approach to having a much more boutique and residential feel to a property with lower not not overwhelming amounts of density but a lot of detail a lot of amenity here Um, I I fell in love with this side of the beach because I had a wonderful home on this beach Mm -hmm. and I would come home every night and think there's really something different about this side and and I'm glad others are seeing the magic now the resort's doing Fantastic.
0: No, it's a beautiful location, and if you're a kiteboarder, this is the place to be. I think I a a lot of great kiteboarders. We would, I, I don't do it, but it's fun to watch them. This is uh, the Vale, and this is like
1: Aspen to people. I mean, people come from all over the world now to, to, to kiteboard here because it's so
0: fantastic. Yeah, I saw a few people who were trying to learn. I, I I'm not. Maybe it passed that point for me, but now... Uh, w- let's talk a little bit about how you handled the last twenty-one months of the pandemic. Obviously, you know business kind of dried up, but w- what, what was the impact? Well, you know I had hair when when before the really? pandemic. Yeah, look look at what happened. But
1: uh, I'm, so, I'm sorry about that. Or was <laughs> that the COVID like me? <laughs> <laughs> no, look it was uh, it was uh, like anything like that. Uh, you come out of it, and if you if you look deep enough, there's positives. I mean, look we we're in an unprecedented situation, but when I look back, I mean, I'm amazingly proud of the team. Uh, We had to rethink every day, whatever you thought was the new landscape and you made a new plan. It was, expired within 48 hours and it was just a constant moving but one thing I will tell you is that in some ways uh, it's done a couple things I think it's made the staff really appreciate when we have customers now and and everybody's whatever you took for granted before you don't now but the other thing that's interesting is it's really made us realign where we put our resources Um, you know we we really went back to zero-based budgeting we think we do that every year but when you really close hotels. You really rethink every bit of resource you put in.
0: So well, you did have to close these hotels, right?
1: Yeah, we had to close them for four months. Now, we still paid staff. Um, we, didn't, we couldn't pay full pay, but we did anywhere from 30 to 50 percent, and in some cases, we only deferred. But <coughs> it made everybody stop and rethink their department and how you're going to restack it and rebuild it. And I think one thing I see is the resources that we're putting in, I think, are being much better utilized. I think the guest is getting better value. We're giving higher levels of service. We're wherever we thought we were wasting money we're now putting it in better guest satisfaction so I think we're a better
0: hotel today I really do hotel well, probably because you had some time to think about it and your, your staff had some time to think about it and I got to tell you the service is absolutely outstanding oh. it's it's really uh, it's, it's an amazing I mean this operation is just really fantastic everybody's so friendly uh, you know and, and yes they're all masked and they're all trying to do their best to meet the protocols but they still give great service oh that's awesome you know and not that I want to go through it again but I can pull some positives out
1: of the pandemic so but no i think look very strong it proved a lot for the team and um i see the team more cohesive now than even before
0: now uh you're somewhat known around here for your philanthropic activities in fact i think you won the humanitarian award for turks and caicos this year for 2021 was you know for the whole island was this uh, a period that really where you needed some you know help they all everyone needed help at this point you know, you're, you're blessed when you have the opportunity
1: to show what you're about. And, and that's the times that, you know, you don't look at those as, as obligations or burdens. They're actually, we really truly look at them as an opportunity. And, you know, no, no different than when we had hurricanes and big devast- some devastation like that. We use that as an opportunity. And I can tell you it means a lot to the team afterwards. But that whole notion of being philanthropic is very much our corporate culture and I know everybody says they do that but I can tell you with our team it is deep in the core
0: of what we do. So you were philanthropic not only to the co- to the your your own staff but also to the community at large, right?
1: Yeah, the the team loves you know and we also have a philosophy that the the charity efforts are really a way that we use as a team building tool Mm -hmm. you know we forget that a lot of times staff that don't have the wealth that you know we take being able to be charitable for granted and when it makes us feel good you got to remember when you give a staff member a day off to go work at a charitable event or be part of something they're really rewarding for them and they really feel like they're doing it with their own team so we've used that very much as a team building tool as well Mm -hmm. you know and it's, it's sort of ingrained in what we do so we're proud of that
0: no, and you should be, uh, it's, it's a, it was a hard period to get through. And uh, I think with your help, everyone got through it. Now, here we are, we're, we're, we're getting back in business. Uh, what does business look like for the rest of this year and into 2022? Strong strong, strong. And I
1: will tell you, uh, I was a bit nervous when we went to the vaccination only policy. We did have some attrition, of course, because if you have people in the stack and you pull out one sector, but I really think uh, I'm becoming more and more supportive of it. I'm not a anti or pro vaccine person but I'm just speaking from a business level I think it's adding a stability that we all appreciate Uh, we don't want to be in an Austria situation where you're one minute you're booming and then you got to close and then you're booming again and so I think this is adding a lot of stability so now we're watching the attrition fill back in very strongly and much more confidently when we get a a family booking now we feel it's firm they're you know they're not moving they know already what the rules are and so uh, you know look 20 uh 21 has been, we're exceeding 2019, even with the year to date, even with the hard first quarter. Mm -hmm. So that's impressive, you know, the pace that's had to take place to do that. And now in 2022, at least from a pace standpoint, Mm -hmm. uh, we are probably 20, 30% ahead
0: of. That's amazing. That is amazing. Of 2019. Yeah, 2019. Wow. And that was a good year. That's amazing. (laughs) And I do see, I do see a lot of families here, I got to tell you. So, you know, obviously the kids so far are not vaccinated because, they can't be, but I'm sure everybody else is complying. And you know what? I think guests feel safer. They do, and uh, we get a lot of feedback that look, they they actually pick the
1: destination because they know that, and they also don't want to find out their vacation's been messed up. I mean, if it, you know, it, it's it's equally frustrating for the client when they find out two weeks before their vacation that the country's shutting down or doing a whole bunch of different mandates or or you know making people be back at the rooms at nine o'clock with curfews. People don't want that, so. This adds stability and, and, and some reliability to what we can provide. And yes, it means that there are some people that we can't service and we regret that, but you know, I think I'm always a fan of defining who you are and what the ground rules are, you know, both in our resorts and in terms of our, our policies going out. So I'm supportive of it right now. I, I really think that it's added some stability.
0: I agree, and I think it has. And people, as I said, feel safer. They feel confident. Uh, you're not going to shut down. And look, obviously, it hasn't hurt your business. No, it really hasn't. It hasn't. And we we're watching it now come stronger than ever. So it's just taking a little time and patience. Let's talk a little bit about... Um, you had this model that sort of been the Strix and Caicos model in a lot of several other islands but yours here was to have sort of these condo resorts and then and then. but now you're starting to get the brands coming in you have Ritz Carlton coming in I remember I was down here when it was being built and I said I don't know if that really fits here but they're here uh, you had Amman. Uh are you having are other uh, chains coming in? Yeah I think those uh, I think the chains are watching very closely
1: to see how Ritz does you know I don't want to be negative or positive. I think that uh, change is change. Uh, We look at it as an opportunity for us. We're in a very high touch, very personal, very organic type of product for us. You know, when you come here, you feel like you've come to a family-owned business. I mean, if there's a problem, it, w- you, you know, you're not just going up through some corporate chain to get it resolved. And
0: and we plan on just continuing to be strong in that. And, well, and I was going to ask you how you're going to respond to this because yeah. obviously Ritz and, and Aman's a smaller resort, but uh, you know, the Ritz. I we saw it the other day, and I said, oh, that's that's tall actually. That's pretty yeah. big. Uh, and I remember seeing it and wondering how it was going to affect all of these operations like yours i think you just
1: you define yourself even more you communicate more you let travel professionals know the difference and why they should be here and you know they care about their clients and and ultimately we feel that that breeds an opportunity for us because it's going to create more attention to the island and that just means there's that much more of our segment that's there to be served so uh, we don't look at it as head-on competition per se i think that we've provided a different product and a different level of service
0: And certainly I know that's the case. And, yeah, the big guys are going to come in here, but they're not really here yet. And Turks and Caicos still has this very unique model that I think works for you. Yeah, we're pretty proud of it. Now, any plans for more resorts on this island or elsewhere in the Caribbean? Mm -hmm yeah we have uh, i've got twenty five acres of
1: land right next door here that, that literally adjoins to the shore club and so we're we're doing evaluations on that the The thing that is is hardest thing to make a decision right now is on two things: the market has really switched very heavily to the villa um model and we' we're, we're in one of your villas right one now. of the villas right now and and that's really exploded in the last you know year now. Part of that I think is a bubble, but part of it I don't believe is. I think that the one fundamental that has happened that I think is very interesting for the Caribbean and keeps me very excited um, is one the thing that will not fundamentally change regardless of markets, etc. is people realize now more than ever they can work remotely. If we thought we could do it before, even if you knew you could do it, it was felt a little unacceptable to do it. You didn't want to get on to a Zoom call with the whole corporation and they're like, where are you, Bob? Oh, I'm down and you know, oh gee, must be nice, Bob. You know, But now it's so acceptable. Yeah it is acceptable to throw on a, a shirt and sit at a Zoom. and Not and, necessarily pants, but that will no, go. No, yeah, that. you don't need the pants. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's acceptable. It's not deemed like, well, what are you doing? So especially at the upper levels and, and, and high net worth individuals. So I think there's a fundamental shift that's taking place where people are going to spend more time working away and taking advantage of it. And I think we all come out of this a little bit going, I need to rethink my time a little bit. I need to rethink what I do. And so I'm seeing that in the marketplace. And I I think it's here to stay for the next decade at least.
0: Now, anything else you'd like to tell our travel advisors? We got to about 95,000 out there about your, your properties and also about uh, booking Turks and Caicos today?
1: Well, I I think we really need to get down again to the core of what people are looking for. You know, th- this this really ticks so many boxes, it really does. It's, it's so close to get to. I mean, especially for private jet clients, but our airlift is amazing, I, and I look at that. And I still go out and look at a lot of other islands, but I see so few that have every box ticked. You know, from a weather standpoint, you know, compared to some of the upper island chains where really once you get to December and January and February, you may not get the weather that you're looking for, you know? Um, so we're a perfect balance. You know, US dollar, very safe, you know, English speaking, primary language. This is an island that I often say to people, I, I jokingly call it Caribbean Light, because you know you're in the Caribbean, but you don't ever feel like when you get off a plane and go somewhere that anybody knows that you've been here 20 minutes. They don't know if you've been here two years, two weeks, two minutes. And they don't really care. They're just glad that you're here and you're having a good time. So I just found that there's this unbelievable relaxed ability to come here, and not just vacation here for two weeks, but live here for two weeks. Mm-hmm. You, you actually integrate in, into the community here in two weeks, and you can take a car, drive around. Rather than it feeling like a very sh- chauffeured, canned vacation, this is one that you come down. And I think that's why people get so attracted to Turks. They, they don't feel like they've just been sort of put into a line. They've come down, they've met people down at the restaurant and, and those kinds of things. So it's very interactive, very live very real. Um, it's, this is not a canned experience for people. It's a real, beautiful experience.
0: And yeah, I totally agree. I mean, we went to the Conch Jack the other day, yeah. uh, which is, you know, really reality. And, and you can come and then you come back to this lovely resort and, and with the beautiful beach and the beautiful pools. So it really is a great vacation experience. And you do have your villas here too, so that you can bring larger groups down there. And we have seen a few, believe me. Stan, I want to thank you for taking the time. And again, thank you for your hospitality the last three days, awesome. Karen. Awesome. Well, look, we were excited that you're coming, so thanks for the time. I'm James Schillinglaw, and this is Insider Travel Report.